In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, we're getting ready for our first preseason game coming up on Friday night, and that will be against Jacksonville. Um, I, I'm, I'm very curious, Daryl, your thoughts on this. Deshaun Watson is going to start. That yes. is what the word is. And I, I'm trying to figure out why. If he's not going to, I mean, we're like, we're guaranteed that he's not going to play for the first six games of the season. Why? Right. Why is Jacoby Brissett not working with the ones? Like, I don't, you, you've got to help me understand Kevin's rationale here. Uh, I think number one, because Deshaun Watson's not suspended yet. This process is still ongoing. And remember, the Browns are respecting the process. That's whatever in the organization says. That's okay, how they're the right. That's yeah. how they're able to duck all the questions that they need to be answering is, well, we just respect the process and we'll let it play out. Sure. Uh, that's number one. Number two, because there's a chance that Deshaun Watson might not get any more uh, rep. Like if he gets suspended for the entire year, he can't participate in the preseason. So if uh, Thursday or fr- even like Friday morning or Friday afternoon, uh, Harvey comes out and says it's an indefinite suspension and he's suspended for the entirety of the 2022 season and postseason, then basically Deshaun Watson has to pack his bags and go home. He can't participate in anything. Um, if it is a specific number of games, if Harvey comes back and says, okay, I agree with Sewell Robinson, we're going to keep it at six, or we're going to double the punishment to 12, which I think that could be likely. And then it looks like a win for the NFL because he doubles the punishment, right? You know, twice as many, uh, games there, then Deshaun would be permitted to participate in the preseason and that, and he wouldn't have to begin serving the, the suspension until the initial 53 man roster gets set at 4 PM on August 30th. So that's why I think he's going to uh, play again, assuming that we get to Friday night and we don't have a decision just yet. They got to get him on the field. They got to get him some reps. My God, he hasn't played in an NFL game since like January, 2021. It's been a long, long time since Deshaun has played in the game. So they want to get him some, some reps on the field. Again, the only way Daryl, he doesn't play is if it's, it, it would have to be an indefinite suspension, right? Right. Well, it's suspended for the year. The, the, if they say suspended for the year, including post, then he's, he has to pack his bags and he's done. So he's, they, they have to hand down a 17 gamer. Is that what it is? No, that they have to at? say he's suspended for the year. Okay, he's suspended, suspended for the, year. For the season. So games have really nothing to do with it at that point. Right. He's suspended for the year. Gotcha. Just, he is suspended for the 2022 season and postseason, and then he will be immediately ineligible to pers- participate in any team activity whatsoever. Um, but if it's games, if 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 Harvey comes back at any number of games that allows him to play at some point this season, then he would be permitted to uh, participate Uh, or I should say continue to participate in training camp uh, as well as the preseason. So that's why Kevin Stefanski is operating the way he is. The reality is, though, once we get to that third preseason game, which Stefanski acknowledged remains a dress rehearsal style game, Jacoby Brissett absolutely has to start that game and basically has to uh, play as, uh, you know, what, half or, you know, three quarters, whatever uh, the, the new standard is for that particular game since he is uh, the week one starter. Um, when do you think we're going to hear this? Like, does it make sense to make the news come out 
on the Friday afternoon dump, or would they be better off announcing it after the game on Friday or maybe Saturday morning? We got Sue L. Robinson's on a Monday morning at 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, but I think this one's a little bit different because the league can control when the message is released. Yeah, you don't think the league controlled the last one? Why do you think all the NFL is? Well, why would they do it on a Monday then? That's that's not the NFL way. Well, well, but again, let me finish here. Why do you think all the NFL insiders said on Sunday night, hey, we're going to have the Sue L. Robinson news tomorrow morning? It wouldn't shock me because – all right, let, let me – this is the great thing about the podcast. We can kind of peel some things back for listeners. Sure. There's a reason why there were thousands of words that were already written as soon as Sue L. Robinson news came out at 8.30 in the morning. It's because the insiders probably already knew. Right. And it was it was what's called in the business embargoed. Right. In other words – Was it embargoed, though? I mean, do we know I that don't know. for a fact? Or, okay. I, I, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's a coincidence that everybody had long-form stories uh, published shortly after that came, you know. Yeah, that's you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so it wouldn't shock me if they said, um, yeah, so here's what's going on. It's going to be announced tomorrow morning around 8.30. Uh, or no, you can publish around 8.30 in the morning. You can break the news at 8.30. And then uh, we'll probably, you know, the legal probably confirm it around nine, nine thirty in the morning, and then uh, you know that'll be that. So th- that that tends to happen on some stuff. Um, it's it's just a little. Uh, it, it's a courtesy given to people in, in our business to be able to work ahead and get things done uh, in advance uh, of you know big news, uh, so that. Um, it's not compounded by other news that's happening at the same time as well. So it wouldn't shock me if, if they had a, because they clearly got a heads up Sunday night, all the insiders. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Tomorrow right, let's, morning. Let's, <laughs> um, let's move, let's move forward in what's going on in camp right now. Jakeem uh, Grant out for the season and the ripple effect of that happening. First of all, total bummer. Like I was really looking forward to watching him play, especially the return kicks. How does that affect the kick returner situation? How does that affect the wide receivers? And you know, there were reports today that the Browns are out looking for a wide receiver. What what are your thoughts here? Um, it probably means that their return game is gonna go back to being what it was last year, and that was terrible. Hmm. Um the air came out of that practice a little bit. Like you could feel it when he was down. You know, they were all trying to, because that's how it works in the NFL, man. Someone gets hurt, they just move 10 yards down the field and they keep working uh, while the training staff does their job. But it's just that injury hung over practice, it felt like, all day. And you're right, he was having such a great camp. Not just like from a return standpoint, but they really were working on carving out a role for him offensively for him to be able to, to do some things. And uh, it's just, it was a simple one-on-one drill running up the far sideline. Richard LeCount just was run alongside him and you know, the Achilles popped and, and you, you just, you knew it right away. Um, it, and uh, you certainly could see uh, the frustration from, from Grant Um you know, he he had his uh, head in his hands as he was, you know, carted off. 
couldn't put any pressure on that left leg. So you, you feel terrible for him as a human being first and foremost, but like from a football standpoint, um, I think that that now, uh, I Who's think your kick returner cross- is, it, is it Johnson or is it, or do you move over it's and Demetri um, Felton. It's Demetri, okay. I wonder. And I and heard Andrew, today at one Andrew point, and so Johnson, have, so yeah. which is what they did last year, right? It yeah. was Demetri Felton, the Durnis Johnson, and guess what happened? The kick, the 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 return unit sucked. So, um, yeah, it just did. They they tried to fix a, a critical part of the game. I mean, God, Mike Prefer was talking about how Jakeem was going to transform the return game for the Browns, and and now that's just not going to happen. So, can I um, throw an idea at you? Yeah, I was just going to say, first and foremost, roster decisions have just been made because of this. Remember, we were kind of debating, like, how to keep all these people? Guess what? Now they're going to keep everything. Dernis, they got to keep. They can't trade him. Uh, Demetric Felton can't trade him. Need him now, right? Um, Does that mean you can trade Kareem? No. Okay, that's how I was Absolutely not. Like, this this decided, like, if Jakeem Grant was didn't get hurt, and then you, like, you had one of these running backs that could be expendable. But since two of them need to be involved in your return game, even though Demetri Felton is more of a receiver these days than he is a running back, but they list him as a running back still, uh, you know, on their roster, like the the roster decisions have been made. All those running backs are staying. You're not moving anybody. You so, you, you can't move anybody. Here's my question though: Anthony Schwartz is supposed to be this world class sprinter. How could he not be a kick returner? Right. Couldn't they he's, do that? He's I mean, a, if you get the guy the reps and get him up to speed, he's uh, right. He's the fastest guy on the team. True, false, arguably. I, 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 I'll I, just say that I think Anthony Schwartz is working on a lot of things right now. Okay, he's had an uneven camp. I don't know. I just I I you know I hear about the 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 talent he has. I hear about the speed. I look at him. I'm like, why can't this guy return kicks? I don't know. I just thought about it. I mean. You know, and then the other thing too is you're hoping that he's like your number three or number four receiver, so you wouldn't right. really want to put him in that position. But guess what, Jakeem Grant was going to be your number three or number four receiver. So yeah, I know I hear you. I, I just <laughs> right. I mean, it's well, a little bit of a head scratcher, isn't it? Let's be, let's let's be fair, four or five because it, the the depth charts: Amari Cooper, right. Donovan Peoples Jones, um, Schwartzy, uh, and then Jakeem Grant, probably your fourth or fifth. But no, I mean, you, you make a good point, and 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 again, maybe that's something that they look at as the preseason goes along. But just it's an opportunity, at least if anything, right. for him to to diversify what he was been able to do over the last year. But it just it sucks it sucks the wind out of all that progress they felt they had made on on special teams, right? Trying to find a a legitimate spark. They haven't had a kick or a they haven't had a uh, a, a return for touchdown. I think since 2015, Travis Benjamin. Wow. I think Josh Cribbs was the last to I I, I gotta go touchdown. back and look all this stuff up, but I think Josh Josh Cribbs was like the last kickoff return for a touchdown. Travis Benjamin, I believe, was a punt return for a touchdown against the Titans wow. back in 2015. So yeah, it's Eric been a Metcalf, long time. where are you? Yeah, Eric or Josh I miss Cribbs. You, Eric. I miss hey you Cribbs, can you uh uh can you pause the TV show for a few months and uh <laughs> <laughs> report to 76 Luke Rosa Boulevard? Oh, boy. All right, let's come back. Let's get ready for the game. You got Jacksonville coming up on Friday night and other news and notes from camps. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder, and I'm Andy Baskin. Back after this. 